0: Hello, and welcome to season five of Faith Fitness and French Toast. As always, I'm your host, Moses Allwood. I want to warmly welcome you back to the podcast. The purpose of the podcast is, and always has been simple, to encourage, empower, and inspire athletes of all walks of life in their strength endeavors, faith walk, and of course, their best options for post-workout late-night meals. As always, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Skull Smash Ammonia, Raw Grip Chalk, Primate Apparel, and Croqueta Strength for their consistent support and encouragement. Best hard-hitting ammonia in the game comes straight from Steve at Skull Smash. If you're like me and you need that brutal pull uh, and that chalk to help you out, Raw Grip's Liquid Chalk is the highest quality on the market right now. If you're looking for no BS training and a team that'll stand by you through all the ups and downs, shoot a DM over to the croqueta Strength on Instagram and take 10% off that programming when you subscribe to the podcast on Spotify. And I'll swear by this, we are humble, but we are savage. Primate Apparel's mentality of sticking to your guns and standing up to those who do you ill is a vital part of mine and so many other athletes' training. You can head over to any of their Instagram pages to get some products or use the link in my bio at Big Mo Powerlifting to save you some money as well. This afternoon, I have the privilege of having a good friend, Kaylee Borges, uh, back on the show. Uh, You would have heard from her in October as we talk nutrition Uh, And a lot of the other nuances that people don't think about when it comes to powerlifting uh, and keeping our bodies healthy. Kaylee rejoins me um, again uh, just last weekend uh, to talk a little bit more uh, about nutrition, about women in powerlifting, uh, particularly as well as just the future of the sport, uh, the direction that we're going. Uh, competitions she's got coming up and plans uh, that she is working on for Coach's Corner. So you do not want to miss any of this. Uh, Just a very fun episode with a good friend. Uh, So with that, I hope you enjoy. Sit back, relax, and let's dive in. Kaylee, welcome back to the show. Good to have you. Good to be here. Yeah, I saw uh, just earlier today you were getting another uh, piece done on your arm. What's the new tattoo of?
1: <laughs> this one isn't exactly kid friendly. That's why I <laughs> have my arm covered. But I was just finishing up the work that's already done on my arm. So
0: nice, nice. Hey, that hey, we um, are we are all um, supporters of tattoos here on the show. It was- we, uh, ever since I had Travis Rogers on, I feel like everyone's just used to the fact that every single person might have every inch of their body covered in some kind of weird tattoo and Alex Usler last week as well. So run with that. Congratulations. I'm glad yeah. you're able to keep getting work done for sure. Um, yeah,
1: yeah you'll, you'll peep it a little bit here and there on my Instagram. So,
0: well, we, uh, you know, we've, we've been chatting earlier this week. Uh, I know you've had some things in your mind. I've had a lot of stuff happening since, uh, October keep it simple. Nutrition is live. Uh, so I feel like the first question to ask is, you know, how has that been going? How have you felt, you know, as you've moved forward with your own business? Uh, it's
1: actually going, it's actually going really, really well. Like even through COVID, I maintained a higher level of clients than I thought that I would, I guess, which impresses me because I know people get really depressive and everyone's trying to save money because they didn't know how things were going to go. Um, so through that, that gave me a lot of courage. And then this year alone, just the, what a March now, goodness! Um, I have like I keep increasing in the number of clients, which is really really cool because um, I I have this constant feeling of imposter syndrome where I just like I feel like I could be doing better and there's more stuff to know. But like I just get into that where I just overthink things and I'm like wait a minute the fundamentals work like I've worked with like 150 people now over the last two and a half years so I clearly like am doing pretty well (laughs) and Mm -hmm. everyone seems to like it my clients are happy I have good client relationships so yeah I'm I'm really encouraged by how especially this last year I've gone and I've seen people um, come and go a lot of good feedback and just I think a lot of that has to do with the way that I talk to people and the way that I relay the information, because um, I try to, I try to make it, <laughs> I try to make the fundamentals really, really stick with people and get them to have a realistic view of what the skill set that they actually need to make changes. Like I'm literally just a guide. I'm like, this is the stuff that I know. This is what works. You don't have to keep diving and biting at the sciencey literature and keep, you know, what's the new fad thing coming out? What does the science say? Like, we know, we know what were the fundamentals work. And I think that's why I have such a high success rate, too. And because it just, you know, people don't want to sit there and read a book that's like this thick (laughs) on on nutrition. Like, that's boring. (laughs) It's so boring. Like, people want to know, like, how they can look good and feel good, and it's just the basic skills of, like, going to the store, not sexy, but, like, going to the grocery store, get to a shopping cart, throw some Whole Foods in there, cook it, and eat it. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> then, it's amazing how simple it
0: can really be. <laughs> it,
1: re- it really is. Like, I'm not, I'm not super textbook smart. Like, I dove into it years ago. I had a huge interest in the way that we interact with food and agriculture and food science and all that stuff and I just like it was so dizzying and so tiring to dive into that I was like look I don't like this is way beyond the purpose of my life I just want to know like what works and what actual like tangible skills that I need in order to feel good and look good and perform good and that's what everybody wants and then from there it's just preaching you know in a realistic way, like how do we get from point A to point B? You know, right. I don't, I don't do crash diets. I don't do 12 week challenges where you starve yourself. Like congrats, Susie, like you lost 30 pounds. It's mostly water and you're going to gain it right back. And you have no clue out what to do afterwards. Right. And like, I don't, I want my clients to know what to do when they leave me.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. Because if, I guess if you, if you have a client who performs really, really well, when they're on your team, and then two days after, you know, they've left. They're right back to what they were doing beforehand. Have you really taught them anything? No. Like you, you don't use cr- yeah. uh, coaches as a crutch because, like you said, you're a guide. You know, you're not supposed to carry the person there. You're supposed to say, "Hey, this is a direction to go." And there's too many people who are mm-hmm. doing the former and not the latter.
1: Yeah, yeah. What's cool to see though is, especially in powerlifting, um, obviously that's how we know each other people are realizing how important it is to get a handle on their nutrition so I, I've got a bunch of coaches now that are just like hey I'm gonna refer someone to you I'm like that's awesome like that makes me feel really good because now we're having a discussion it's like hey you know like without it like you like your lifts are gonna suck you're not gonna perform well and then because most people are recreational lifters anyway like they're gonna have stress outside of that too right and so it's just it's really cool to see that people are starting to like take it more serious and it's not the old school. Like, uh, I'm just going to smash a bunch of pizzas every night after training and have acid reflux in the morning, but it's fine. Cause I'm a big dude and I'm strong. Like might not live very long, but I'm here.
0: See, see what I hate about that being the old school is because I've a hundred percent done that probably every week ever since I started lifting. So we're not, we're not going to judge too hard there, but yes, absolutely. It's not the best method to do. There are definitely smarter moves to make, which, which actually reminds me, I literally just an hour ago, put this up on my, my Instagram story as a poll. So my sister is a, is a big fan of, you know, meal prep companies. So am I. Uh, and so she, um, had found this company hungry root and she got me a 40% off, whatever. So she sends me this, this order, I'm fired up. I'm like, great. I don't have to do a ton of cooking, whatever. So this order comes in last week and one of the foods in there were like Gulf shrimp or whatever. It's in like a a vacuum sealed, you know, container, whatever. Now I don't cook that much. I'm still in my early twenties, whatever. And I don't realize, you know, when you get in seafood, you're supposed to cook it within like two days of it coming in or whatever. So today was day eight since it had come in. And I'm like thinking, I'm like, okay, this is in my fridge. I can either cook this or I can just throw it out. I don't know the difference. So I'm like, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start cooking it. And then I'm just going to start calling people and seeing what the call is, whether this is (laughs) like safe so that I know like I'm already halfway in, whatever, like I don't have anything else to do anyway. So I got through the whole meal, fully cooked, had this like shrimp stir fry going, looks great. No one could make their mind up as to whether it was going to, negatively impact me if I ate it or not. So from your nutritionist perspective, if I didn't eat it. We're going to preface. I didn't eat it. I was, I was going to ask. <laughs> right. We well, are yeah. halfway through this interview. I'm going to run out and go throw up. No, like I, I feel like it would have taken me out, but I left it up to the public to decide. I'm curious if you had a package of seafood, just like sit in your fridge, how long are you going to give it before you're like, man, this is, this isn't code. I can't do it. Oh,
1: It's really just a measure of safety. So it's usually like three or four days you want to cook it or freeze it or toss it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think past that, you're just like, the longer you wait, the more risky it is. So I'm glad you didn't eat it. You could have have also been okay, but like the chance that stuff is growing on it and Mm -hmm. you would have gotten really sick and then we wouldn't be talking. So.
0: Right. Well, as we said, I'm I'm pulling up this poll. I have to say, this still looks good. Of course, I made it, so it looks good. The The overarching theme is people are saying no. Uh, but every guy has voted yes. Every girl has voted no. So I feel like the no was the smart. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think we know there's a correlation. <laughs>
1: yeah, we know guys are risk takers. They're like, oh, it's fine.
0: Yeah, That's kind of green, but we can eat it <laughs> <laughs> fell on the ground. It's been there for 30 minutes. Like whatever. Like it'll be, I'll just blow on it and it'll be fine. That kind of, yeah. Dirt. Dirt. Oh. So, you know, you've said, you know, we've got two schools of kind of nutrition. We've got the, the new school where People are actually starting to realize that it matters what they put into their bodies. And you've got the old school, more West side method of like, I'm going to eat what I can when I can and then go train. And then it's just, it'll all work out somehow along the way. As people are getting, I don't even want to say smarter, as they're getting more and more well-informed about what they consume, what what are the biggest changes, not even from like macros, like everyone knows like, oh, eat your proteins, your carbs, your fats, from like a micro level, what are people missing and what are people realizing that they need to be adding in that maybe they weren't a few years ago?
1: People are going to hate that I'm going to say this, but eat your, eat your damn vegetables. Like eat that, <laughs> make them like, make them taste good. Like learn how to learn how to like, you can just little saute a little salt and oil in the pan, throw in some kale, like little bits. Like anytime I program, you know, when, I, when I'm when working with people on recipes, like we'll, we'll slide veggies in there and it'll be a mix of things. Like nobody wants to eat a veggie tray. Okay, right. it's gross. All right, learn how to cook it. Don't be lazy. And that's really what it comes down to is like, how do we make this as easy as possible? And not force too many changes on someone and then like boost, boost them up. So They're not, you know, it it just comes down to laziness. I think the two schools is what you're talking about. They're just like, ah, I'm just going to throw it in. Came in a package in a box. It's in the oven. I eat it. I go to bed. We're done. Mm -hmm. But it's really not hard. Like YouTube, YouTube, you can learn how you can be a, you can be a sous chef by like YouTube alone. Just learn how to cook or buy a meal prep service. I think those are phenomenal. If you can afford them, they're super easy and convenient. They're pretty much everywhere now. So I recommend the instant pot or the air fryer If you want a fun gadget, that's really, really useful. They really are. They're a lifesaver and they're really not that expensive. It's worth the investment. Just save off on like a pair of shoes this month and invest in something that's going to last you a long time.
0: So you mentioned the air fryer and Mm-hmm. now i mean i'm i'm young enough that it's not weird that i'm on tiktok and someone active on it and i see it all the time like it's like the joke of like everyone's got the air fryer you know and then they just like never mm-hmm. clean like it, it's just like this thing I, I have no idea what like i obviously i know it's an air fryer like i get that yeah. but what what's so great about the air fryer like everybody's using it, everybody's posting about it like i don't i don't get it please enlighten me it's it's quick
1: man like that's literally the only way i eat my veggies it makes them light and crispy and it's like it's not you know because you have to turn the oven on you have to wait for it to preheat then you throw it in there with a pan an instapot like or a uh, air fryer, like i get a little lazy with it too ours is not clean right now but mm-hmm. anybody so you just open up a package of your frozen veggies dump it in there turn it on for like 20 minutes and then boom it's done dump it on your plate throw a little sauce on there and eat your veggies it makes it really easy. It does. And nobody cleans them, but that's not the point.
0: Yeah. I guess nobody does. Cause I think that's the theme I noticed is that I've never known anyone who's had an air fryer that cleans the air fryer, but none of them are getting sick. Right. So I guess it's, you know, we, we can, we don't have to clean the air fryer. We just have to throw out the shrimp when it hasn't. Uh, sadly, I was well, so, I, do, I'm going to be hung up on it. I know I'm going to be hung stuff. up on it. It's such a shame.
1: If you do meat, I think that you should probably clean it but i'm not i don't know i guess you kill it off every time you eat it so
0: weigh your risk that's true weighing have I weighing told risk you, on it? Was, you, you know <laughs> i don't know if you have, have.
1: You, on it? Know.
0: <laughs> you know my well my parents have been asking me you know for the last whatever three weeks like, you know what do you want for your birthday like what do you want because it's coming up in march and i just haven't had an answer and i don't know if i want to say hey i want an air fryer or whether it are be like, God, Moses, like you got boring. Like you asked for an air fryer for your birthday instead of something, you know, but. You know, hey,
1: tell them from...
0: oh, the you want the Ninja. Oh, the Ninja Air Pro.
1: Pro. Yeah. <laughs>
0: wow. Well, I yeah. didn't know there were different brands. I just assumed it was all just air fryer. you know, there's just that, that just says, I don't know anything. I've already got the Ninja blender. So I might as well just go across the whole sphere here with all the appliances. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Well, you know, the. The other, you know, big thing I know you've spoken up a lot about more recently, uh, just even as uh, your business has grown and your platform has grown on Instagram as well. And it's just increasingly becoming a bigger topic is the stigma of women in powerlifting. And especially as the sport grows and you see more and more females getting into the sport and excelling in the sport. We also on the flip side, see a lot of very insecure, upset men who are angry that it's possible that a woman could be either outlifting them, look better than them have achieved more fame. What, I don't even know what my question is so far is how do we, yeah. is there a way to overcome that cool. stigma or whether like it's all valid, like this whole thing is happening. But as that grows, is there a way to counteract that negative stigma in a way that it creates just, Hey, this is a sport for all. This isn't just a sport for a bunch of dudes growing out in the gym.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, how about put your ego to the side? Yeah, I don't know. I, I I think it's really weird when you see like clearly those guys probably have small dicks. Um, of course, they're, like, naturally really upset that a woman is outlifting them and upset that that. I mean, because that's an amazing thing. Like we are pushing our bodies to to the like they're just capable of amazing things. And same for guys. Like there's there's crazy crazy listeners out there. Hello, like everyone's doing an amazing jobs. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. it's just that's that's a lot of ego. I think that's an individual thing um, and on the flip side, too, like when you I fortunately have only seen comments to other women. I have mm-hmm. rarely gotten a negative comment on like to myself um unless it was just in passing or I get a weird look from somebody at the gym because I'm like picking up the even just like the seventy pound dumbbells. they just like look mm-hmm. over me and I'm like what um I'm not sure where I was going with like that. Oh, on the flip side, but like when you, when you receive those comments, like, don't, I don't know, like laugh it off. Just be like, look, mm-hmm. like I'm just here doing the same thing because you're only fueling the fire. If you go on this huge rant because you're upset because some guy said, da, 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 and then it's just like, you end up looking like an idiot because you're complaining about somebody being an idiot. Like it's, it's redundant. I don't know. So that's, Yeah, I I see that all the time. Like, I get it. You get heated. You want to blow it up on the gram and like tell everybody like so and so did this. But it's just like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because that guy is probably going home to pet his cat and he's alone and like he's really sad that he can't lift more than Sally at the gym. So,
0: right. Which okay, hold on. I'm gonna caveat real fast and we're gonna jump right back into because this is totally reminding me. So, because we say, you know, the guys who get upset about that are probably the dudes with small dicks. Okay. Th- this is the other big fitness industry thing I've noticed is and I I don't even know how I've gotten involved in this. Over the course of the last 6 months, I've received an exponentially higher level of dick pics in my Instagram DM than
1: before. I mean, what do you want? It's I mean, beer.
0: apparently I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting affirmation <laughs> from random men, apparently, but it's along the same vein. Like it's, it's the same sphere because it's the same guys who say, Oh my gosh, she must be taking drugs or she's not at, or whatever. There's no way she's lifting it. It's fake, whatever. That are then also in the same people's DMS. Hey, semi nudes. Hey, what do you think? Like
1: yeah. Something doesn't, oh, it, like, it open doesn't open up add up. Like, right. Yeah. Like, like, no, it, it's the same I'm... thing. It's just, it's stupid. They're like clearly alone. It's just sad. And it's really laughable that somebody goes out of their way to like do that. Um, there's not really a way to, I guess, avoid, like just be wary if you have it set to where it's like you have to open it first to see it. Just don't click on it if it's a random person and it's a picture. That's all I can tell you. Just forewarning. Could be a dick pic. <laughs> Might be someone's dog, but. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a chance there. Yeah, I don't know. I also don't get a lot of those either. But I, I don't think that I promote myself in a way to receive them. I know a lot of girls do, and I, I think that just like has a lot more to do with like your content and the way that you put the way that you present yourself and put yourself out there. So, I think it's the resting bitch face. I clearly like, no dick pics, please.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this is yeah. if you're listening to this show, we would both prefer if you <laughs> didn't send us pictures of your dick uh, on Instagram. Send them to somebody else because yeah. we don't want them. Yeah. Um, which I'm going to pause real fast because I forgot that this is video and I'm awful at ever bringing up sponsors for this show. Raw Grip Chalk, you should go use Big Mo Power, save money, and you'll pull more weight. And Skull Smash Ammonia's Formula 420 smells like weed if you're in states in which you can't legally pick up marijuana. There you go. All right, that's that's it. That's the whole sponsor segment for the entirety of this episode. So, <laughs> <laughs> one of these days, I'm going to be good enough in which I'll be like, hey, like I could like slyly move in sponsorships. I just never will. It's just not going to happen. I'll just throw them in there you and people can, they can use codes yeah. and save some amount of money, and it'll be worth it. Um, so, yeah. you know, we we we've talked about nutrition. We've we've talked about women in powerlifting as we look at the future of the sport. The biggest question I have for anyone ever is what direction do we see the sport going? Like I know there are big meets coming up. Um, you know we've got the showdown coming up. Uh, Joe Sullivan uh, is coming on to chat about it here pretty soon. Um, you know there's uh, Pioneer Open. Like there's so many different meets that are coming up, and people are fired up for it. There's Huge. been a the year of everyone just like sitting in their houses, yeah. like not really being able to work out. Like people are pumped to compete again. Do you see? it being too much like we're, we're biting off more than we can chew really, really fast because we've just been locked up. Or do you think this is actually a reasonable thing? We're going to throw a bunch of huge meats. A bunch of people are going to love powerlifting sports going to blow up. Like what trajectory do we think we're going here? Up. Judging by oh the look God, on your face, God. it looks like you're going to be like, this is a great call. <laughs> I know we're making a great call. You're looking at me like, ah, oh, we can never take a bite. That's too big out of yeah. the air, but yeah,
1: yeah, well, because you have plenty of people out there who are fighting for standards. I mean, we mm-hmm. we know the loudmouths, right? Like every they're going to keep fighting for those standards, and these meets are going to get better and better and better. There's just a really big learning curve because there's a lot of egos, mm-hmm. but we'll get there. We'll get there. So, and there's going to be there's going to be these really big meets coming up. Showdown is huge, so stacked, like scary stacked. I'm going to go and watch because it's going to be marvelous. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, the pioneer, the open, all those, all those guys. I think, I think everyone is really, like you said, because we've been in shutdown, you know, people want something to go out and be strong forward to watch. And, and there's more money pulling into it. You got more sponsors and more companies being involved, which is awesome because it's, you know, people are getting actually paid, you know, for all their work, which is cool to see too. And then there's going to be these meets and then there's going to be super meets down the road where you're going to have, you know, more elite lifters coming together. And it's just, it's going to keep getting getting bigger. It's really cool to see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm especially pumped for the showdown. Like I just, I think, you know, last year it was a test run, you know, of, Hey, what can this look like? Who can we get involved? And it was great. And I think people realize they're like, Oh wait, holy shit. Like we can actually create a meet here that meets the standard. And I know there's anticipation Mm -hmm. in that. Like, I mean, I mean, john hack and everybody else posting other memes but i mean at the end of the day yeah like i'm i'm pumped because i'm hoping that to an extent a lot of the lifters who may or may not be meeting the standard that the rest of us believe they should be meeting come to this meet are met with true judging and it can kind of shut up that conversation of Did we squat deep enough? Did we pause it? Did we hit our deadlift? Like just that this this weird Mm -hmm. two lives we're living in powerlifting can kind of just merge and everyone can just admit, okay, cool. Now we know not to do X, Y, Z so the sport can move forward because I feel like that's what's stopping powerlifting from becoming mainstream because there's too much variability. And so if the showdown can provide that standard that everyone just knows, okay, this is now the meat. This is the one. Maybe we are going to the moon. You know, yeah. I think it'd be sweet.
1: <laughs> I mean, we are, well, maybe Mars. Well, mm-hmm. so we'll see. But no, I think that, I think it's absolutely true. Um, everything, everything is getting better. It's progressing. You have your ups and downs, trials and errors. But as more people pull into the sport itself and they look to these meets, they look at what everybody else is doing and they're getting their, their asses chewed on Instagram for high squats. I mean, even the judging. Even the meets are getting called out for it. Like, if you're running a meet and you get called out for like shitty judging, fix it. And they probably mm-hmm. will, or they just won't have a meet in the near future. You know, so we have, as, as the pool of lifters grows, the standards are being raised, right?
0: Yeah, there's no longer, yeah, this grungy. Like, I, I remember, you know, in bro science, you know, and Don Mazzetti was like the big thing like seven or eight years ago. And every single dude in high school ever, you know, was watching it for the humor side of it. And I went back recently and watched uh, his video on, you know, what it means to be a power lifter. And, you know, he says, hey, powerlifters are like those kids that were sitting in the corner of the lunchroom, like punching each other and playing buddy, bloody knuckles, just to, like see who could get hurt more. And it's like, well, yeah, like, honestly, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that is like we're walking around with, like a briefcase with all of our clothes mm-hmm. in it, like in the gym. But of watching that pool grow from just being the kids who, you know, we still hit each other and, and play bloody knuckles in the corner of the lunchroom, but can also be in all those other circles as well. I think it's just cool because mm-hmm. it means I don't have to just be the grungy outcast doing the sport that yeah, hurts me every time flavors. I train. Right. There's, yeah, a, lot there's of a lot of flavors
1: going on. So you got, you got your big guys, you got your elitist, you got your loudmouth, you got your, you know, the people who are super quiet and passive and nobody knows who they are, but they're really fucking strong. And then you have your personalities that are really big on social media. Maybe now they're not the best lifters. And then you just have like the crazy outliers who are just like giant humans doing crazy, crazy things. And that's what everybody looks for. And that's like, oh my gosh, like this is the direction this thing is going. So it's it's kind of fun. And there's there's plenty of groups that, you know, people can be involved with too, but also as a collective.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned right there, you know, the idea of, you know, the social media monsters, like as much as I hate to admit it, like social media just plays such an imperative role in just a lot of the marketing for the sport. What as the sport grows, kind of with the same thing of, you know, sports going up, what's the role for social media and for athletes who have a platform on social media, what's the role that they can be playing to benefit it instead of just negatively, you know, creating this connotation of like, Fuck you. I'm a powerlifter. If you can't meet this, like don't compete in my sport. You're like, how, how can we create a welcoming community on social media without just alienating everyone else?
1: I mean, how do you create a welcoming, like, I don't know, like personality in general Just be a nice human, like powerlifting, powerlifting is such a weird niche, phenomenal, like sport that we have. It's really, really cool. But at the end of the day, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, be a nice person. Influence people positively around you because most of you are average. Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: like, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm average. I'm having fun with it. You know, and it's just like it's who you influence around you, and it's, it's like like pay attention to the things that you're saying too. But you know, we're always gonna have assholes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's always gonna be there. You're you're always probably gonna get dick pics. Like, people are just stupid. <laughs>
0: we can't speak it into existence we have to act like i'm never gonna get dick pics we can't just like say it's gonna happen and then be like oh man look it happened like we're like speaking it into existence don't send me pictures of dick it, people i'm
1: gonna, I'm gonna, gonna you get a, probably you're gonna open your phone
0: up. i'm gonna get an influx of messages after this specific episode and i'm gonna be so pissed about it uh, oh I'm man freaking. that's that's tough it, it's a cold world um but yeah i mean that's the thing like. And I think Clubhouse, TikTok, like all of these upcoming social media platforms that have provided like this just immediate accessibility. I think Clubhouse in general, which I don't even know if you've made it onto the app yet. If you haven't, it's hype. Everyone is listening. We love Clubhouse. Clubhouse is now this like 24-7 podcast. So at any given point. Okay you can go on. It's all invite only right now. So you can only get on if someone's like invites you on. So like feels like it's actually a clubhouse, which is sick, but people just can join on and talk with anyone at any given point. Like I opened up my phone last week and, um, Ed Cohen, Mark bell, uh, and Stan Effording were just talking shit, just like in a random call. And there's, you know, 200 people just like listening to it. It's all live. It's all happening at some point. They're like, all right, we're done talking. And it just ended. like a day later, Mark Bell's chatting with whoever. And so it's like this idea of this immediate accessibility, which I think provides, especially if it's something where all the powerlifting gets shoved under the, you know, quote unquote fitness bracket, or it just provides a a way for people to hear about something in a way that they wouldn't have before. And so now I think, as you said, you're always going to have the assholes. So the tough thing about that, like the double-edged sword is you can have people who are really positively promoting something. But then on the other hand, you you still get the accessibility to the people who are saying, no, 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 no. Like, if you weren't willing to die for this, like, you're not willing to do it kind of thing. And that just – that doesn't provide a door for a lot of people to to move in. Yeah, which is fine. Like, there are people who can believe that and do that and train that way. But most people, as you said, they're just people who want to lift more weight, feel good in their body, actually eat something a little bit better. And I think that's what powerlifting is supposed to be about. Like I've always said, everyone who can lift a barbell should. It shouldn't just be this 2% of people should go lift a barbell and everyone else should hang out on their Peloton bike, you know, in their basement. That yeah. feels like, you know, inconsistent.
1: Yeah. Yeah, if, if meet meet people where they are. If somebody if like Logan over here just wants to lift recreationally and have a good time, you know, just give them a little slap, slap. Good job, Logan. And if, and if like Sue over here wants to be slapped in the face and screamed at and be like, "Let's go! Don't fucking fail!" Like, then that's what she needs and that's what she wants. Yeah, everybody has their differences, you know. And mm-hmm. you can either you can either lift them up or tear them down. But just pay attention.
0: So, as you look for, you know, like nutrition specifically, like when you look for clients to work with, is there you know people, who especially people who are listening to this? Is there a certain criteria you're necessarily looking for other than I just want to better myself and I'm willing to put in the work? Or are you targeted towards a very specific type of athlete? Like what can people expect if they're trying to join Keep It Simple training?
1: Um, honestly, I, I pretty much take on anybody unless they have uh, really hefty metabolic issues. Um, then I won't touch that. I'm not an MD. I'm not curing anything, even though I'm probably making your life a lot better. Um, I will never, you know, I never step step outside of my bounds. I pretty much take on anybody. I've I've had people that don't lift or at all. And they do Mm -hmm. really, really well. I actually had someone lose 30 pounds on diet alone with no exercise, which obviously I was not cool with. But like, it worked. It happened. Like, that's how powerful nutrition is. And then I, you know, I have, I have, um, I have a couple people going to the Kern and, uh, I'm still waiting to see if anybody's going to go to the showdown too. So I'm starting to work with some bigger athletes that I'm pretty excited for this year.
0: All right. So you have a meet coming up pretty big. Uh, you got a sleeve meet. You've been coaching other athletes. You've done your own competitions, but you've got a sleeve meet coming up. How are you feeling? What's the vibe for prep? What's the plan?
1: Um, I hate sleeves.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: I do. I hate them. But like, hey, like I, I you know, I think it'll be uh it, it's been fun so far. Um I have to relearn how to squat, as you can imagine. Mm. It's like you get really good at something and then you do a meet, you take some time off, and then it's just back to the drawing board again. Constant improvement. So but things things are going really well. I'm excited for it. Um it's kind of one of those things where it's been a while since I've competed right so 2019 mm-hmm. record breakers was the last one um so i'm just looking to get back on the platform and have fun with it and see what i can do in sleeves and then go from there uh, maybe do a bigger meet and sleeves at the end of the year too um yeah nothing i don't know man nothing crazy i think 1100 and wraps would be cool eventually so let's we'll see
0: yeah. So you uh let's see. So wh- give us the date for the meet. What can what can people expect? Did you say May? Am I am I tripping out and yeah. guessing May? It is May. Okay, sweet. Yeah. It's, so- it's,
1: it's the Live Large. It's May 8th and 9th, and it's in Kansas City out there with uh JP.
0: Okay. So May 8th and 9th, sleeved. You're having to relearn the squat. I can't imagine that being a fun experience in any capacity. I feel like I'm the other way. Like I I can't squat in wraps to save my life. And so I just am just not going to like I just refuse to do it. But I feel like the other way around is somehow gotta be worse.
1: Yeah.
0: Like it's it it's gotta pain? be worse. You
1: can't handle it.
0: No, I don't think it's the pain. I think I'm just not used to like I was so when I started lifting, I would always bottom out my squats. Um, because I was used to high bar. And so I was like, oh, I'm just gonna squat as low as physically possible. And then as I switch to low bar, just kind of change that up. But then I put on wraps. I just can't squat to depth in wraps for my life, and that pisses me off. And so I'm not. I know this is on me. I'm just not willing to put in the work to fix it right now. So I'm just not going to. So I just keep squatting and sleeping. Hey, anyway. Yeah. Instead hey, of squatting, do? instead of just squatting in wraps and being like, "Oh, that was high." Like I'm going to post it. Like whatever. I just I just won't do it. So Uh-oh. I'll just stick and I'll stick and sleep oh, until I figure it out.
1: I wonder what wraps you're using. There's different like thicknesses and like stretchiness to the different wraps, you know? And then it also depends on how heavy you're going. So I would have to go considerably heavy to do like the chokers. Right. Right. Just because of the seat belt.
0: Good, good thing you say that because currently in my gym bag are a pair of chokers. So here we are. Frank is, Brandon's a friend of mine. So I was like, hey, you know what? We're going to get the chokers. Those chokers do hurt like a motherfucker. Don't get me wrong. But. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't, uh, yeah. I put him on a friend of mine. I was like, hey, man, like, you want to get wrapped? Like, he's not a power lifter. I was like, hey, like, do you want to experience what this feels like? He's like, yeah. And then, I, you know, I wrapped him, you know, like 30, 40%. Like, it wasn't Poor bad. Guy. He was just like, I don't want to do this ever again. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. Because, yeah, well, I mean, they are. I mean, it's, it's just. Oh, it's like. Yeah. Really well, guys, the too, you guys, and,
1: Oh, uh, and if you don't shave your legs, I can only imagine grabbing on all your leg hair.
0: That I didn't even think about that. That. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't really feel like shaving just like that one portion of my legs. You know, I feel like that could just lead, you know, I just kept like from mid calf down and then from thigh up and just had like that gap of my knees completely bare. I feel like that could lead to some conversations. I don't really feel like having, you know, but it
1: could be fun though.
0: it would be like, what are you into? So, Hey, you know, it's 2021. We're going to 2022. Like, I mean, whatever, man, like we're just at this point, we don't judge. Um, so, okay, so you got this prep, you're relearning the squat, you're trying, I can tell you're trying not to hype yourself up, but obviously you've got to be excited about the fact that you've got a sleeve meat coming up. I know you're trying to keep it low key, Yeah. but what, what's yeah, the point? I mean, like, I what's... Don't,
1: like, it's, it's no secret. Like, I don't care. I'll throw out numbers. I feel like people are like timid too. because they're like, Oh, I don't know. I want to like jinx myself. Like, you know, like, okay, I don't have any superstitions. I really don't care. Like <laughs> I think a thousand. In sleeves would be awesome. Now I don't know if I'm going to hit that. Things are a little bit different this time around since I've you know changed uh, gyms, coaches, um, major life events. You know a lot of a lot of things that are impacting me. Um, I've got you know a life outside of powerlifting as well that I'm catering to. Um, so all in all, I just want to have fun. If I hit a thousand, that will be like. That will be sick. Like that would be awesome. Now I don't know if that's going to happen, but if it doesn't happen this time around, could happen at the end of the year.
0: Yeah, so. yeah, and and I mean, you even mentioned there's a lot of elements as well. Like I mean, it's been a hell of a year. I mean, for a lot of people, but there's been a lot of transition. When you talk about balancing life with trying to get in and doing a meet and or like just the preparation that it requires to go through comp prep i mean it's it's real i have a friend who in college i mean now he's i mean he's a freak athlete but he's the type of guy who a week out from a meet would stop going to class and would just sit in his bedroom and just like stare at the wall for like a week that's just like all he did like we'd like bring him food yeah no probably not probably not but the kids (laughs) i mean when i say this kid's a freak i mean He's a freak. I mean, he's totaling, you know, 2,000 at 264. He's like 20. I'm like, okay, like, fair enough. Like, stare at the wall, man. You do what you got to do. I mean, whatever it is, keep doing it, man. Um, But, you know, it's, it's tough in that element. You're not really balancing life with lifting. You're just lifting. So, like, what does it look like for someone who isn't necessarily that hardcore elite level? Like, this is my ride or die. This is what I do to try to figure out balancing a legitimate lifting schedule and workouts that are pretty extensive and pretty tiring with a normal life. Like, what does that look like? How do you coach that?
1: I mean, priorities, man, like making sure you're like, let's say if I'm talking to coaches, like making sure they're sleeping, making sure, um, you know, sometimes it's okay not to compete three, two, three times a year. Like sometimes like you have other major life events that it's just gonna, you're just in a, it's are just going to be more miserable you're going to have so many like stressful training days and you're going to be so out of your head because your your mind is out there worrying about other stuff that you're not enjoying it if you're not enjoying the process of it then why are you doing it <laughs>
0: right
1: mm-hmm. like it's supposed to be fun right yeah. like even the guys who are really like hard on staring at the wall kind of shit like at the end of the day like he's enjoying this right yeah. like he has to be so like sometimes it's okay not to compete for a little while and sort some of the things out because it is, there is a time constraint with it. Like you, especially when you're into prep, like you're spending two to three hours and I say three hours because we all like to talk because it's social hour, but you know, and then sometimes you need people to wrap you and you want to wait till your homies show up at the gym because it makes a big difference when they're screaming at you and, you know, putting chalk on your back for it when you're about to hit a big squat. So... It is, yeah, just making sure that you have time for it, and sometimes you don't, and sometimes you have to go in, and you kind of half-ass and meet, but at the end of the day, you're happy that you did it, because you stepped on the platform.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing, like, especially for new athletes, like, just compete, do it, Mm -hmm. like, don't, I I think it's easy, and this is where that social media, like, double-edged sword comes in, to see... God forbid the long meat recaps and the extensive reasoning like behind train. It's like, no, just, just go in, like, forget all of that. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, honestly, if you're not going in and totaling, you know, 2606, like Dan Bell, like, don't worry about it. Like, hon- don't worry yeah. about it. Just go in, have a good time, squat to death. Maybe don't squat to death. Mm-hmm. It's your first meet. Who cares? Like, do what you're going to do, mm-hmm. leave and be like, wow, that was something I've done. And if you absolutely hated it and it was the worst prep of your life, don't do it again. And if you're like, ah, oh, like I don't right. know what I'm doing, but this is kind of hype. All right, let's run it back. Yeah. You know?
1: Well, people put so much pressure on themselves. And I get it, like, you know, what is it? What is the saying? Like pressure makes diamonds or whatever. And that's how you get better. But sometimes it's like too much pressure and it ends up like hindering your quality of life. So Sometimes you just have to take a step back and realize like this is causing you to waste more stress. I've actually <laughs> speaking of that, like I was supposed to do power surge last year and I ended up not because I just like I was so stressed out, like yeah, I was miserable. Yeah. I was absolutely miserable. And like I love powerlifting and I love the community behind it, but I just like I had to take a step back and like take care of myself, you know, because it wasn't worth it. And now I've I've got things set in place. I'm going out to Kansas City, I've got family out there, my coaches out there. Like, I'm going to have a good time, you know, and it's going to feel really good stepping on that platform again.
0: Yeah. And because you feel like you've taken the time necessary for you to be ready to get back on the platform instead of just forcing it. Yeah, Because, I mean, yeah, you could have gone and competed, but like, what's the point? Like, if you don't want to do yeah. it, just don't. Like, I I had the same conversation. And then I went to so <laughs> well, I'll, I'll let you take your sip. I I had the same conversation with my coach two years ago, last year, six months ago, three weeks ago on the podcast. Like every single time we've had a longer conversation, where we both said, "If you don't like this, don't do it. Like go do something you enjoy." Now we said it flippantly. We were like, "Hey, like if you don't like powerlifting, that's fine. Like go collect rocks." But like without being flippant, I mean, if you don't like powerlifting, just like. Do a different sport, just work out. There's so
1: much more out there. Like Like, I just went snowboarding, which is really, really, really hard, by the way. Yes, really really hard. Oh my goodness! (laughs) Um, Also had like awful conditions, and it was super icy. So I'm really proud that I like made it out there. Um, And then I'm, you know, I've got a long board that I'm going to be using. And I mean, that's something else. I'm not going to do tricks though because I like my ankles the way that they are. (laughs) But they're attached to your body. Yeah. Yeah not not broken and mangled and you know some limping all the time i know um but like there's jujitsu there's i mean you see like david Cohen's doing boxing like Mm -hmm. you know i'm sure we're gonna see more people like think that all that seems really really cool and they start going to a boxing gym or, or some kind of martial arts and start getting into that i mean there's just so many options but we're here because of powerlifting so
0: yeah and you know, maybe one day I will branch out of interviewing purely just powerlifters. But if you are listening to this and you have zero desire in competing in powerlifting, we both support that. Please do what makes you happy. And if it's nothing to do with the fitness industry, I'll be a little disappointed, but I'll be glad that you're doing what you want to be doing with your life. because like I, I would I would hate i would I would just hate for myself or for anyone else to get to the end of their life and be like, man, I just wasted that doing stuff I thought other people would like that I was doing instead of I did yeah. what I wanted to do. Like, oh, I just can't, I just, I refuse. That's, I refuse. I couldn't. Yeah.
1: Do it. yeah, that's the thing of it too is it's it's so community driven that sometimes you can get lost in that, you know, and I, I had that, I put that unnecessary pressure on myself too when I wasn't doing power surge because it was just like, I literally thought I was like, oh my gosh, like people expect me to be doing this. And I was excited to meet people and, you know, and then I was thinking I was going to do the hybrid meet, and then I really wanted to meet like Chloe May and then I ended up, you know, not going and, and at, at the end of the day, it was just like, well, I chose not to go and compete because it just wasn't the right time for me you know, and it, it would have put an unnecessary like stress on me. Like I have to realize that like, it's not about anybody else. It was about me.
0: Right. Right. Because at the end of the day, the only person that, well, I mean, obviously there's, there's the auxiliary elements to this, but the main person that suffers the consequences of any decision that anyone makes is the person that makes the decision. And, you know, I had a, I had a friend who lived out here with me and, you know, he decided to move back East and he's like, Oh man, like, I think I should move back. Like I think this is the right call for me, but you know, what are you going to do? And I was like, doesn't matter. I was like, either way, like I would just like, doesn't matter. Like you have to do what you're going to do. Like at the end of the day, like you're a grown man and everyone around you will respond to the things that you do, but you have to be the one to make the decision. It's the same thing with powerlifting. If you mm-hmm. decide to compete, then you will be the one on the platform. No one is going to lift the bar for you. No one is going to pick up, the deadlift bar, it's just you. And if you decide not to do it, then the person who doesn't pick up the bar is still you. And that's okay. And I, I wish more people understood just that basic concept that both of those are good decisions. It's not necessarily a good or a bad one. They're just both decisions. Yeah. That's it. I don't know. Um, Okay. So the question I usually finish with On anyone is the breakfast question, Mm -hmm. but I'm stuck because even though I had Larry on the show twice, Larry didn't get the breakfast question the first time you did. So I feel like I have to shift the question unless your opinion on your favorite breakfast food has changed, which I feel like it hasn't. So if it has tell me, otherwise I'm going to have to brainstorm a top food question to ask you on the back end of this interview.
1: My favorite candy is Skittles.
0: Breakfast hasn't mm. changed. Breakfast it's hasn't changed. A, Skittles. See, like, you, I just feel like that's too, like, I feel like I got to ask you something. Like, it's going to get out this character that, like, no one's going to know. Skittles is too, okay, hold on. Jamal Browner says Skittles are the best, and Jamal is the best deadlifter in the world. So, I feel like I can't argue with Skittles, but I feel like I can say it's a very basic answer. Like, you could have said something really vague, like, I don't know, I don't really eat candy. Work. That's true. It's I mean, the basics work. work. Keep, oh, keep it that. keep it simple. It's the it's the Kaylee Borges motto. Keep it simple. The basics work. <laughs> it's all it's all you can teach people. Well, here, here's what I'll ask yeah. instead. Here I will shift the breakfast question a little bit. It's sun. It's Sunday. It is vacation. You're not even. you can be in the U.S. You can be somewhere else. Doesn't matter. It's Sunday brunch. So we're combining the two together. It's not just a core breakfast Sunday brunch. It could be with family, it could be with loved ones, it could be whoever. What's the choice for Sunday brunch and or where is Sunday brunch? If it was completely up to you,
1: mm. garden table and salmon hash. It's like it's it's a breakfast place, a brunch breakfast place, and there's a piece of salmon and there's like sweet potato and a bunch of other diced things, and it's just oh it's so good and the restaurant's called garden table
0: my favorite all right if people want to go to the garden table where do they have to go to ensure that they can go experience the salmon hash
1: i don't know if there's any locations outside of indianapolis and i'm not saying to visit indy because it's 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 the midwest so don't come here but like if there's if there's salmon hash on your menu for brunch and
0: kids don't come here but if you do i guess you could go get this family. i i feel like there's a theme of people that live in the midwest they're like please just don't come here like this just isn't like you think Listen, you want to be here and you don't
1: what I'm <laughs> no no if you you're, if you're born here you either move or you die here like <laughs> some people just don't and then some people get out real quick so i myself would not I am actually considering moving somewhere very, very warm and probably South. So.
0: Hmm. Well, apparently everyone else has been, I mean, Joe Sullivan is leaving Columbus. He's sick and tired of He's like, I got to go move somewhere warmer. Like everybody's just like evacuating yeah. these areas up North that are yeah. all just flat and boring.
1: Yeah. yeah. Back around, people get tired. Be like, oh, it's too hot and muggy, and then it's like it'll get nicer up here. So then we'll come back around. But yeah, I just want sunshine, man. It's flat here and it's gray, and I live on a grid. Like I need the ocean, mountains, both, and some whole lot of sunshine.
0: And you're not getting any of that in Indianapolis right now. So
1: I am highly deprived.
0: Did you like? Did you guys get hit with a snowstorm? Like, did the winter storm come through that direction, or did it all cut below you guys and just knock out Texas?
1: Yeah, we actually got, like, a nice, like, 10 inches, and uh, I went, like, I was able to kind of go sledding, like, once.
0: Like, once?
1: My my dog loved it. He he would stay outside.
0: Well, because you said you were able to go snowboarding, and I don't think of Indianapolis as the kind of place where people can go snowboarding on a regular basis. Like, that doesn't think it's, like, a, a hot destination for people to hit the old winter sports.
1: No, no, no! <laughs> I went to I went to Vermont. I went to Vermont. Oh, still no hit or miss.
0: Uh, oh, s- that—that's why yeah. you had icy conditions. You went to Vermont to go snowboarding. You—you missed it. You I could just know. go west. And that's
1: where that's where I'll be. Like maybe Utah, or uh, I've, I've been I'm to Utah. I'm telling you.
0: I told you Utah is the place to be. Everybody knows they want to live in Utah, but no one ever commits to doing it. It's, it's the, it's the slept on state. of Everybody knows about it. I, I don't know. What's there? <laughs> There's ev- everything's in you. I'm literally looking at this incredible range of mountains directly in front of me. There's like 12 national parks, no powerlifting community. So if you're a powerlifter yeah. that nah. no, this is, this is the catch. This is the catch. It works two ways. There's zero powerlifting community. So if you're an elite lifter, it sucks. Totally sucks. If you're a new lifter. That wants a ton of clout for doing no work. Great state. Because there's no records. Right so you can compete once. You're like, holy shit. Like, I'm I'm a state record holder. It's like, well. I'm the king. Yeah. Like I came in. I've already beat the entirety of the state. I'm like, well, 90% of the state's uninhabited. But anyway. At least we've got the, the, we've got the ski record? resorts. I do not. Because I haven't competed here yet. So, I guess as soon uh, as I do. Because I don't even think the USAPL is out here. Good. So I don't know. Hmm. We'll see. Oh, that's right. Anyway, hmm. Maybe last, last thing I got for you. I know you've got the meet coming up. You've got the company. What can people expect from you? What, what have you got kind of coming down the pipeline? How can people get involved?
1: Um, I am on the back end working on some, Oh, what's a way to describe them? I, I'm coming out with some programs. Uh, basic like cutting and bulking guides for people who like don't need a full on coach. They got the basics of meal prep down and they kind of want just a guide to follow. Um, so I'm going to be rolling that out here soon. And then obviously I'm working with coaches corner university with uh, you know, Tony and Paul. So we're constantly rolling out educational materials that um, it's meant for coaches, but everybody can benefit and learn stuff from. And it's really cool. So we're collaborating with a lot of coaches through that platform. Um, And other than that, I'm just happy that summer's so close. So I just can't wait for the spring and uh, that warmer weather.
0: Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Well, it's good you mentioned Tony because Tony is coming onto the show here in just a couple weeks. So if you're listening to this, stay tuned to hear more from the kind of the Coach's Corner group. of hearing from Tony Montgomery uh, since we had to postpone because of the hybrid showdown. Uh, and if you want to find Kaylee, of course you guys should all know this because you're probably all listening to this from either my page or hers, find her at miss K keep it simple nutrition. She's got a meet coming up. We're pumped about that for her. Just another great episode with Kaylee Borges at uh, Miss K on Instagram. You can find her over at Coach- Coach's Corner as well with uh, Tony Montgomery and Paul O'Need. Uh, if you want to hear more from me, uh, you can find the podcast, of course, on whatever streaming platform you are listening to right now. Uh, and as well, we are slowly rolling out content on YouTube at Faith Fitness and French Toast, uh, just continuing to run into roadblocks um, as far as video production. But you can stay tuned there. Support the podcast on Patreon as well. Uh, $5 a month it uh, goes a long way in allowing me to continue running this uh, and continuing to keep uh, updating episodes on a weekly basis. With that, you can find us anywhere that podcasts are available. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, everything else in between. Uh, love you guys. So grateful for the support and we will see you next week with Jessica
1: Bettner.